0: for me, when it comes to sex. (laughs) It's the fact that my guy comes quicker than I do most of the time. And that's because there's an orgasm gap. It's just a fact. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys but there is a solution to that problem okay and it is my sponsor promessence delay spray their delay spray is not just for guys with PE it is for any guy who wants to last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer and that's because it's not going to totally numb you out and it doesn't transfer to your girl And for your girl, they have a whole line of female products. I love their warming gel. That's what I use all the time. They also sell condoms. They sell lube. They have sex toys. They have supplements that are going to make both you and your girl hornier. Not only do I recommend promessin products, 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. And just for listening to this show, promessin is going to give you 20% off your whole first order. That's 20% off your first order. All you got to do is go to Promescent.com slash Strictly Anon. That's Promescent.com slash Strictly Anon. Or just go to the description, click on the link, and 20% will be automatically applied at checkout. Thanks, promessin for sponsoring my show.
1: Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Strictly anonymous podcast. Conversations with authors
0: If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram or Twitter, make sure to follow me over there at Strict Anonymous. That's at Strict Anonymous. You follow me on Instagram or Twitter. It's a great way to be on the show or DM me about being on the show. Just send me a DM over there. Does that make sense? (laughs) Follow me there and then you could DM me. And if you want to be on the show, this is this show is called Strictly Anonymous because everybody rena- remains anonymous on my show. I change everybody's voices as well as their names. You don't have to tell me where you're exactly from. You could call me from a blocked fake number. I don't care. Just tell me your true story. If you want to be on the show, like I said, you could go to Instagram or Twitter at Strict Anonymous, DM me there, or you could send me an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Or you could go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be in the show. Don't mind the way my website looks. I have to redo it. I haven't redone it. Redid it since I did my new logo. <laughs> if you want to call in and just leave like a naughty confession or a secret confession, get something off your back while remaining anonymous. I change voices on my anonymous confessions line too. You could call in there. It's 347-420 three five seven nine three four seven four two oh three five seven nine. You could call that number twenty four seven. Leave your confession. A lot of people wind up calling there and leave me their confession. And say, hey, can I be on the show with this story? You could do that too. Totally cool. But make sure you're in a quiet location. A lot of like more than half of the people calling in, I can't understand a word they're saying. So that's that. That number is in the description as well as my email is in the description. Did I say you want to be on the show? Yeah. If you're listening on a podcast app, whether it's Spotify or iTunes or wherever you're listening to my show, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Subscribe to my show. Give me five stars if you can, if the app allows for that. Like Spotify, you could hit five stars. iTunes, you could hit five stars. It really helps the show. I never really was doing a push for reviews, written reviews, but I did on my 500th episode. I did My 500th episode was me interviewing myself. I gave you a lot of details about me. So if you haven't heard that, go listen to that. And on that episode, I did do a big push. Like, hey, can you give me if you love my show do me a favor and write a review and so many people did and I just want to say a big thank you to all the people that did write reviews and it hit five stars for me it was like really cool so that's that I don't like to beg for things but I probably should if you want okay all right so let me get to my caller today which is Sonny. Sonny has a whole long Story. I love stories that are full of all different ups and downs and twists and turns because I love a good biography. I was like, someone, I mean, now we watch so many documentaries and there's not as many biographies as there are documentaries, but I love all that kind of stuff because it's real life shit, right? Documentaries, but also biographies. And what's great about biographies, typically they're doing a biography on somebody that's lived a full life. And what's great about them is you learn from. Other people that have been there done that because they go through hard times and they tell you how they got out of them. And that's what I feel like this episode is like. It's like Sunny's biography. She starts out when she was young and she was like a wild child. I mean, she didn't lose her virginity until a little bit later. But once she did, she went at it. She was really into guys in bands. She lived in Southern California. She was like banging musicians. She didn't give me names of anyone, but she had a very promiscuous friend who she loved. Loved, and she went out with her and they did threesomes and hooked up with all these guys backstage and all that kind of good stuff. That's where it started. And then she had a couple of baby daddies and a couple of kids and she talks about all that kind of stuff. And she eventually got clean and sober. And we talk a little bit about that. This is like her whole biography, like I said. <laughs> and then eventually, I mean, she was never looking to get married or anything. She never really uh, pictured herself being monogamous. She was pretty free spirited, liked to fuck a lot of guys. And then she met her husband, and they d- did all kinds of things together. They started swinging together at a certain point. They started hooking up with different couples. They went on Craigslist. They met people solo. She really loved the male, male, female threesomes. She was into DPs. She had like a stable of guys. She would like rotate in and out. Her husband also saw women solo on the side he wasn't really that into it he was more into the stuff that they did together they played separately like i said but she really liked playing with her husband she felt like she talks about like how playing solo kind of brought them like put them apart it was too much apart time from each other and she felt like it was better to be together and then she really got into anal that's when the dp came in and then her husband actually got into anal and that turned into like a pegging scenario where they got really into that. And she was kind of like, oh, if you like this, you should like try the real thing. She pushed him into maybe trying to be with a guy. And then he went and had some experiences with guys and he does that. And she's totally cool with it. They've been very open in their marriage. It's always worked for them. But she did hit a really hard time when she went through menopause. I mean, it was lights out in their sex life. I mean, they went from doing all this kind of crazy stuff to nothing. And what's interesting about this episode is typically I'm talking to the guy who's like, yeah, my wife hasn't fucked me in 10 years because she's in menopause. And you feel sorry for that guy because you're like, what is he supposed to do? The monogamous guy, now he's cheating because where does he get his sex from? But in this episode, we're hearing from the woman and she talks about how like, yeah, she didn't want to have sex, but it wasn't like she's like, fuck you, I don't want to fuck you, like who cares? And I think sometimes... People think that that's where the woman's coming from. Like, no, it was devastating for her. She felt very guilty. She knew she had lost touch with her that part of herself. She felt terrible about it, but she didn't know what to do. And she didn't know how to get out of it. She couldn't take hormones because she had a history in her family. So and it's a, to me, this is like a very typical story. But what's great about this story is she found her way out of it. Through over the counter stuff and she'll tell you about that. I was like, what the fuck is the name of it? Okay, because a lot of people are going to be listening to this and be like, I'm in that same position and I want to get on the other side because they are on the other side of her menopause. She went through years of not being into it and now she totally is. Like I said, she found something that really worked for her. It completely changed the game and her and her husband are back at it. Okay. And this bitch waited until the end of the episode to tell me that her guy set up a whole gangbang for her on her 49th birthday. (laughs) That's what we end with. The gangbang that her husband had set up for her for her 49th birthday. I'm like, how did you wait to the end to tell me this story? And it is kind of a funny story. You have to hear it. So anyway, like I said, it's a whole full life story. I have pictures of her. Sunny. If you want to see pics of Sunny as well as most of all of my other female guests and some of my guy guests, anonymous pics, there's no faces, but they're sexy pics. Go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. You see anonymous pics of all my guests. You get these episodes early and ad free. You get some cutting room floor episodes, all that kind of good stuff. You could sign up. It's $5 a month. You could cancel it anytime. I could care less. And then you could come back again and look at a pic and then cancel. I don't care. People do it all the time. It's totally cool. So if you want to see Sunny go there, the link to Patreon is going to be in the description as well. I'm going to be right back on with Sunny. This is the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Hi, Sunny. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I'm great. in yourself? Glad to be here. Oh, I'm glad you're here, Sunny, because I feel like you're going to have one of those real stories. Sometimes I'm talking to somebody that's like 25 or 30 and they just started doing things. So We just have like a couple chapters of their life. And then sometimes I'm talking to somebody who's kind of been there, done that, and had all a much longer life. And so I get more of a story. And I love those kinds of episodes. I know that you have done a lot in your life with your husband and gone through many different kinds of times. I don't know how you started, but... You did do a lot of stuff with him. And then you did say you had like a four-year rough patch. I don't know if that's happening now or when you hit menopause, but I want to hear the whole story.
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So my background, we kind of got to start from the beginning because I come from a religious family. I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school, Mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. I was a virgin until I was almost 17, Mm 16-ish, somewhere around there. And so how I realized that there was an alternative lifestyle was I had a friend that I'd met and she was a few years older than me. And I was I was like a tomboy. I I I wasn't a real girly girl. I did. A lot of athletics. I was outside a lot. I surfed, grew up on the coast in Southern California. And mm-hmm. I'll just say that.
0: Mm-hmm. I have no
1: problem saying that. Okay, that's cool. And I'm a large I met coast. <laughs> this, I met this woman and I thought, gosh, she she's awesome. I could
0: live vicariously through this woman. <laughs> because of what she was doing. And what she was exactly. telling you she was doing. Uh-huh.
1: Exactly. Oh, she was gregarious adult model she had done adult adult films she was connected in the music industry I had many music friends mm-hmm. and friends that were involved in music in the music industry mm-hmm. and my whole thought was wow I could ride this woman's coattails and I could meet a lot of people and at first it was only about the music I'm a huge music enthusiast and my husband is a musician so yes all these years I still have this thing about musicians they're just (laughs) extremely passionate human beings oh I only
0: fucked guys in bands when I was younger that was like my thing so I totally get it (laughs) (laughs) yep that's my mom always used to
1: say instead of chasing musicians why don't you just become one (laughs) (laughs) well you married one second best thing (laughs) right exactly so her and I she befriended me Mm mm-hmm And we started going and seeing shows down in the Los Angeles area together. And I was meeting musicians, all walks, all different types of musicians, national acts, local acts, you name it, backstage, Uh all sorts of fun stuff. Her and I had our first threesome together. We had like a few different threesomes, her and I and other men. And that kind of opened up a door for me. remember sitting on my surfboard one morning with a few other gals and a couple guys and 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 the gals were talking about god I can't wait to get married and have children (laughs) and my thought process back then was okay that does not sound like a fun time yeah 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 Mm -hmm. it just it seemed like yeah having kids that part sounded cool Mm -hmm. but like being with the same person sexually for my entire life just felt like the no fun zone. Totally. Understand. And I mean, yeah. I, I felt like I could be emotionally monogamous, mm-hmm. but I could, I don't think I could be sexually monogamous ever. Wait. So now couldn't. you said
0: you didn't lose your Virginia to like 16 or 17. Was that around? Like, when did you meet this friend that and, and had your threesomes and stuff? Was it a couple of years after that? Like, when did you it, guys start it was, being wild? Yes, it
1: was. Another thing that you need to know about me is I'm a recovering alcoholic and addict. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. How long have so you been
0: sober for? I still
1: smoke a little pot occasionally, but I'm such a lightweight, like one hit and I'm like stoned for hours and then I'm hung over the next day. Yeah, yeah. But my original sobriety date is August 24th, 1995. Wow. I haven't, I haven't had a hard drug. Since then, now I have had a couple relapses with alcohol, but it's been about six years now since I've drank. So great. So so anyway, so yeah, so so I wasn't
0: a virgin anymore, and it was like, okay, this is really cool. Okay, we got past that point. Yeah, you're with that friend. How do you have your first threesome with her? Like, did you guys fool around? Did you had you ever been with women, or was that even your first time with her? Actually, one night, her and I
1: had gone out, and we had a really great time, and we didn't pick up on anybody and we ended up going back to her house and we were just so over the top horny. It just happened. Right. And it was very organic and very natural. And we really were good friends and trusted each other and she was experienced and, and it was, it was a really great time. And I remember the next morning we woke up and we were laughing about it. And she's like, Oh my God, she goes, now the possibilities are endless.
0: Do you ever feel like you just want to take a break from the nonstop madness that we're all facing all the time? (laughs) Me too. I know I do. And that's why I recommend you take a listen to the Commercial Break Comedy Podcast. You'll hear two best friends, Brian and Chrissy, share stories about their own lives, give unprofessional advice to listeners, and discuss really absurd shit that they find online, from ghost hunters to so-called self-help gurus, pickup artists, pet psychics, and everything in between. The commercial break is consistently ranked in Apple's top 100 comedy podcasts. It has a 4.9 star rating on Apple, and it was Charitable's number one trending podcast globally. You know what that means? Like all over the world, three times in the past year. And that's because it's a great effing podcast. The Commercial Break has new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on all podcast players and full episodes and daily clips available on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the commercial break. Or you could visit tcbpodcast.com for more info. That's tcbpodcast.com. So go ahead, take a listen to my new paid friends on the commercial break anywhere you listen to podcasts or visit tcbpodcast.com. Thanks for sponsoring this episode. But can I ask you, how many threesomes did you have with her? Like, did you, is that like what you guys would do? You were like groupies backstage and you would fuck musicians and have threesomes with them. Is that what was going on with you and her?
1: Yeah, that was, that was
0: pretty much
1: our gig. I mean, there Uh was a couple of times when we would go to after parties and she'd go her way and I'd go mine, but that was the gig that we did together. And then she met a guy who was considerably older than her. And he wouldn't allow her to see me anymore because I was the bad influence. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, that was a giggle. By this time, I had met a guy and I tried the monogamy. We had a kid together and that fizzled out. It didn't last. So now I find myself a single mother with a small child I dated a little bit here and there, but I really, my my primary focus was on being a parent. And I did that. And I think I did a really good job considering that I was by myself. And then a few years passed. I had hooked up with some of my musician friends off and on here and there while I was single. And then I met another guy. We started having a relationship again, another mono relationship. He was a cheat. Okay, just plain and simple. He was a cheat. Uh-huh. And I know how to be monogamous emotionally. Mm-hmm. But if you cheat on me, it's game on. It's right. like, okay, I, I, I know where I stand. Okay. And so now I have wandering eyes and I'm off doing my thing. And pretty much the relationship was on the rocks. And and we also had a child together. Mm-hmm. And then that was the end of, of, of children. Because by this time, I was in my late 20s. Didn't want to have any more kids, and I didn't want a relationship, ever. I I kind of swore off relationships, and I just went on tour, as I like to say. I went on my sexual tour, and I became the slut. If it looked good and felt good and was fun,
0: I did it, And, and I enjoyed myself what goes down on that sexual tour and where were you going and where were you? Did you start like going to swingers clubs? I mean, like what were you, No how were you experimenting come, that during did, that time?
1: That didn't come until my husband. Your husband, right. I just found myself, I I, I always had older friends, right? And I was always drawn to people that were different, that lived unconventional lives. Mm -hmm. So most of my sexual partners were different. And a lot of them were musicians.
0: Were any of them famous musicians that people would know? I won't ask you to name names, but I'm just wondering. Yes, (laughs) yes, there were
1: a handful. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, well, and also, and that time, that period the bands that were really popular in the yeah. area that I lived in they were still like 7 to like 9 or 10 years older than me. Right. I was still still pretty young back then. So I just kind of did my my own thing and when I could because I still had had kids that were young. And then like I said I got clean and sober and boy everything changed because for half my life I didn't do anything without the help of drugs or alcohol.
0: Right, like no sex is what you're saying. Right, right, None. uh-huh, None. interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: And i scheduled this vacation and I thought, God, it would be really cool to like meet somebody, prearrange something where I could like hook up with someone who could like show me around mm-hmm. while I'm not with my friends. And that's where my husband comes in. God, we just hit it off. It was like, we'd known each other for years. We talked on the phone for like three months. And long story short, I go on vacation. I hung out with my, he picked me up from the airport. We spent the first night together in this gorgeous bed and bath and fucked like bunnies all night long. The bed was wet from corner to corner, end to end. (laughs) It was just a ton of fun. I Mm -hmm. mean, we had like this three-month foreplay on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just getting to know each other. I mean, when he picked me up from the airport, I felt like I knew him for years. Right. There was no awkwardness. There was no shyness. It was just like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Give me a hug. Let's go fuck. And that's how I met my husband. Uh, what was started to be just a weekend hookup ended up being much more than that. And we lived quite a ways apart. We had He came and visited a few times, met my kids. My kids really loved him. And then 10 months later, I was living with him I packed up my whole life left my job moved we moved in together and then there became our life
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that was almost 22 years ago
0: now when did you start I mean was it from the get-go that you were open about your past and you guys I mean because I you, you mentioned many times in this conversation you can't be monogamous I mean did you go into that relationship kind of like I yes. open with each other about what you were into?
1: Yes. Yes. And he felt the same way. That was one of the things that was really interesting was that neither one of us really felt that monogamy was the only way to go. Did now, did we start swinging immediately when we became a couple? No, I still had young children at home. Yeah. And my son was really active in sports and with this one sport in particular, we traveled quite a bit. So, so I was away, he was still gigging at the time. Mm -hmm. So he had practices and those things. So, so our our lives were pretty vanilla for like, I want to say probably the first 10 years, but we knew who we were Uh and we knew where we wanted to be. And we kind of gone to some of the sites and we were like looking and then the kids are older I have more free time he's not gigging anymore and so now we have like all this free time so then that's when we hit the sites we got the couple's profile we start swinging going to clubs meeting people I was probably I want to say late 30s when we actually started swinging together Mm -hmm. and I had some medical problems. God, that's the thing is that through, through that period of time, I went through some female stuff that was pretty brutal. I won't go into details, but it killed my, my libido for a little while. The sex was just painful. So we got that fixed. and then And then I was good for a while. And then something else happened. And then that got fixed. And that was the big one. That was I had a hysterectomy. Okay. And once I had the hysterectomy, oh my God! It was like I couldn't get enough.
0: Really? You think oh. normally it's the opposite because you lose all your hormones? No. No, because I kept my ovaries. Oh, okay. So, so you just okay? So you still had? You were still ovulating and everything? Yes, mm-hmm. I was still ovulating. Okay. And Oh my!
1: I just I absolutely went with with crazy. When he was loving it, we tried the couples it's really difficult and I'm sure you've heard this a lot it's really difficult to find that four-way connection either I was attracted to him yeah, yeah but he yeah. wasn't attracted to her uh-huh. and I mean and I don't want to hear any of this crap about we don't take one for the team okay <laughs> because we do yeah okay because there's been times where we have met couples and I've looked at them before we were to meet them and I've looked at him and I'm like all right, he might have a really good personality and make me laugh. And if you can make me laugh, okay, my, my G-spot is connected to my funny bone. Right. So if he can make me laugh and you're not half bad and you have a set of teeth, you're probably going to get laid. Mm-hmm. And so this one particular couple just stands out to me because it was the time, it was the first time I had ever thought I was taking one for the team. We were having dinner with this couple and they were really interesting, really interesting. And he was an older gentleman and she was on the younger side. I'm sure she was younger than I was. And I know that he was older than all three of us. Right. Right. But they were really interesting. And I kept looking over at my husband and he has this like look in his eye. He was like all over this woman. And she was really pretty and sweet. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, and there's this voice in my head going, "You got to go there. You got to go there." <laughs> because it was about my husband. It wasn't right. even about me. I'm like, "What well, I could do this for him? He, re- he really wants to. He really wants to." So we go back to our house. Okay, which we rarely did. Okay, we usually met. We powwowed after. If we both felt like it was the place that we could go, we did. And this couple was gay. They were like, right now. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So we went back to the, our house. We, we went in the hot tub for a little while. They were drinking wine. And then they started smoking some some pot at the house. Now, I wasn't drinking or smoking at all at that time. And this guy and I, we ended up going upstairs before they did. And we went upstairs. And Okay. I've seen a lot of cocks in my day. Yeah, (laughs) this guy pulls down his drawers, and I looked at his cock, and it wasn't even hard. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, we're gonna need some lube.
0: Oh, it was one of those. Oh my God, like a baby's arm. I've seen. I only saw one like that ever.
1: Oh my God, it was it was huge.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was huge. And not and, even hard. And,
1: and it wasn't even hard. Yeah, I was like, I know. Oh my God. I go running into the bedroom where my <laughs> husband and and this other woman were and they hadn't gotten busy yet. I don't they didn't even have their clothes off yet. And I go, I need the lube. And my husband's, like, looking at me. And he's like, and I ha- and I must have had that look like, oh, shit, because he had to look like, oh, shit, back on his face. And I went back, and I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I, I, ha- I had a great time. I mean, this is a situation where I went in thinking, yeah, I'm probably not going to, yeah, nothing's probably going to happen. Yeah. But it did. Yeah, you know, I don't know how long passed. and. We get robes on and we go over and we hear them talking, so we're like, Oh, cool, they're finished too and we go in and they have all their clothes on still.
0: <laughs> they hadn't done anything. Yeah. Your husband and the girl. She's-
1: Spent the whole time holding her hair while she
0: puked. Oh, oh hilarious. Oh, poor thing. He <laughs> was so disappointed. I could imagine because there you were, like fucking the old guy for him, so he could get the young hot girl. And it turns out you got the, the old young guy. hot girl yeah. just, yeah,
1: just <laughs> wasn't happening. We still laugh about that. It came up a
0: few days ago, and he always <laughs> just says, Fuck you. That's so wait. So you would always play like that. I mean, like when you just just started going to swingers clubs and hooking up with other couples did you have any rules or regulations or was it just like full swaps do whatever you want or did you fool around together i mean what was your setup
1: well Oh, God, this is, oh, I have to admit this because it's part of it. It was like, no kissing.
0: Yeah, that's okay. I've heard that many times. <laughs> it was like, too. No, yeah.
1: no kissing. Okay, that went right out the window. Okay, that lasted like 30 <laughs> seconds. Oh, okay, that's really? That's funny. Happen. Yeah. But we weren't, we didn't, we weren't into soft swap. We weren't into same room. Yeah. Primarily, primarily because my husband has a really hard time focusing on his partner if I'm in the same room with him fucking you because and this makes me feel really good even at 57 he goes you fuck like a porn star he goes it's hard not to watch you he's always felt like he it better serves his partner if he's in a room without me in it that's interesting yeah, okay me, yeah I but but like me, I mean, I could be in a room with 30 people fucking and you could drive a semi truck through and it won't even phase me.
0: Yeah, well, there, that's the porn star in you that he's like fucking down with. OK, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, that's just kind of what it is. And so as far as rules go, always from the beginning, open and honest communication. Yeah. He has always until this day. Still, I have to know the guy and I want you to be at home. I don't want you to go to his place. There's only been a couple of situations where he's allowed. And I hate to use that word allowed because a lot of people will say, Oh my God. But yeah, I'm going to use that word where he is okay, has been okay with me going someplace else. But for the most part, I don't really want to go someplace else unless I feel comfortable with the person
0: too. Hey guys, want to max out your erection and have mind blowing sex every time, that you need to get yourself a Tenuto 2 vibrator by Mystery Vibe. The Tenuto 2 is an award-winning, flexible, wearable vibrator designed for men with women in mind. And that's because there are four perfectly placed motors that not only vibrate you in all the right places, it's also going to vibrate your girl in all the right places too. There are eight preset vibrations to choose from, 16 intensities. And just like everything else nowadays, there's an app that goes with it so you can customize your whole experience. The Tenuto 2 is also perfect for solo play. So if you want a mind-blowing, hands-free orgasm, go get yourself a Tenuto 2 by Mystery Vibe. Just go to mysteryvibe.com and you're gonna get 15% off your Tenuto by using my code Strictly15. That's mysteryvibe.com. Use my code Strictly15 for 15% off your Tenuto. Your package is gonna arrive discreetly and there's a two-year warranty on every order. Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring my show.
1: There have been two. There was one, we called them our plus one, because we brought him in because my husband found this play partner and I was having a hard time. Okay, because we were, we couldn't find couples, okay? Couples were difficult for us. There yeah, was a yeah, yeah, that's couples, what you said, yeah. But, so he and this one couple that we met, they were lovely. Oh my God, they were great. Great people. But him and her had this off-the-charts sexual chemistry. I, as much as I adored this man, and he was decent-looking, and he was fun, okay, there was just not a whole lot of sexual chemistry. Yeah. And the sex wasn't good, okay? And, I'm sorry, but if the sex isn't good, it's lackluster and it's like, why are we doing this? okay, I, I can't fake it. And so I'm like, listen, I go, we're, we have to figure something out. So he's like, okay well, what if we were to start interviewing single guys? So we found a single guy who was fabulous. We had our first threesome with this with this single guy and he became our plus one. and I would take him to parties with me and he had his his chick when we would go to their house, and everything was good and groovy. But then one wasn't enough.
0: (laughs) One single guy? You need another one? I needed another one. Well, you like DPs. I know that because I have your, uh, yeah, you gave me a little. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: but that came, that came a little bit later. Okay. So I needed, I needed more than one. Well, because one's not always available. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so you yeah. gotta you got you gotta have like a handful yeah my husband called it my stable okay <laughs> but it wasn't like I was like having three or four play dates a week it was like I would just rotate them yeah like one two every two weeks and then another one every two weeks and yeah it got a little out of hand and my husband had to like rein me in a little bit and say okay it's getting a little bit out of hand for instance one night, he was at the studio with his friends and okay i'm like craigslist hey okay, craigslist i miss craigslist okay craigslist was the go-to place if you were looking for different i kind of had exhausted the sites aff sls was more of a couple's thing really wasn't get finding what i needed there i think that life may have been up and running then but i didn't have an account and i just kind of have it had exhausted some things so I put an ad on Craigslist and used our couple's email and he was at this at the studio and all of this I swear to Christ that post on Craigslist wasn't up 30 seconds before the email started rolling in. And I remember my husband was texting me going, oh my God, you put out an ad on Craigslist. <laughs> I'm like, well see what happens when you leave me unsupervised. Oh when we laughed he was messaging me because he was reading all the emails from his phone <laughs> making fun. He goes, God he goes guys like this making the mail race horrible
0: (laughs) dick pics galore (laughs) uh, oh he goes they just can't read anyways could i ask you a question were you because you're you have this whole stable of guys now at the same time was your husband getting single women as well since you didn't do the couple thing and it wasn't really working he had a couple
1: women he had one that he was really close with The, the chemistry was great he had another one that was that was pretty good, but my husband, he's one of those types of guys where if he finds something that really works with him, he doesn't need a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's not into the, he's, he doesn't
0: need the variety. That's how I'm wired more so. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he, he just I, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, that's what he says anyway. I mean, I don't think he would like turn down having more. Yeah, but I think he just likes to focus on one or two. Good with that yeah but like I said I went through a phase where it was just like I couldn't get enough and and then I dialed it back and i was only like a couple maybe a handful that I would see event and, and see here's the thing is that they were all single men and single men typically aren't single forever mm-hmm. So you gotta write it. you got you gotta take the bull by the horns and you gotta write it while you can, because eventually they're gonna find a girlfriend and it's gonna end.
0: What about the DP stuff and all that good stuff? What you what, when did that Like So I kind of moved away from I was getting bored mm-hmm. with
1: this with the single guys, okay? And the thing about playing separately, is that you don't realize it but it takes away from the couple's aspect. It was like I found myself like my husband and I were like two ships in the night, right? That's interesting. Like, yeah. That's it. That's... You know, he, he he was having his play dates and in between I was having mine and when he had his I was off doing something else cuz I have another hobby that I do. Mhm. And yes, I shoot pool competitively. Oh, you do? And so okay. and so I, I it was like, okay, I want to spend more time with my husband. So, we started discussing the aspect of threesomes, but I wanted a real threesome. What does that mean with another man? I, which, which would require anal. Oh. And I was not into anal sex at all. That was something that he did with his primary play partner, and it was just it. it I he he loves it. I mean, either you love it or you don't. And I, I just never, it, ne- it was just, it was like painful. I'd had bad experiences. I didn't want to go there. But I started thinking in order to have a true threesome with a male, I was going to have to get to that point where anal was okay. So then I started experimenting with anal. But before that, what really got me into that, okay, and I'm going to plug this girl because this woman is fabulous. Corey Black. Corey Black did her first male double penetration video live, and this video just threw me over the edge. I I couldn't even get through the whole thing. It was like maybe 15 minutes, and I looked at my husband, and I'm like, okay, we need to go to the Play Store. We need to find some toys. I need to get where she is because I need to experience this. I mean, (laughs) watching this video, I just thought... Oh my God, she's not faking this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like true ecstasy, Mm -hmm. okay? And so my husband was like all excited. We like, literally, I am not kidding. Within like a half an hour, we were in the car on the way to the store. We went and we got some toys. We got this like little vibrating butt plug, brought it home. Within... 10 minutes I had the whole thing he had whipped out another dildo I had that and it was game on it was like once I made up my mind that this is where I wanted to go this is where I went and it was a game changer for both of us for our sex life and for men that we were inviting into our bedroom so now that I'm at this point we I started like watching more porn And, oh, it was just, it was fabulous. Our sex life, like I said, got extremely great, better than it ever was. And I remember being on a site and this one guy, okay, yeah, another musician hit me up and said, hey, let's get together. And he was like super persistent. And I wasn't, I have to be honest, I wasn't super excited about meeting him. I mean, he was okay looking I did end up meeting him and oh we hit it off famously. And he was a national act, okay.
0: And he was on the site as himself or no?
1: Yes, he was he was on a site by himself. I had no idea who he was. Oh okay. at all. None. When I even when I met him, I'm like, So you you play music? You're a front man? What do you play? And we started talking about certain things and and he told me the name of the band I'm like I've never heard of you and we hit it off famously we made a date because I always would like meet the guy first okay and if there was some sort of chemistry or I felt like it would work out well then I would then have my husband meet him it's really hard for singles and I'm sure my husband can attest to this when you meet a couple you kind of feel like you're being interviewed so you're not like it's a little strange so i always met them first to see if there was any chemistry and then we would just go from there so i met him we hit it off famously i made a date with him to meet my husband we came back to our place and i had my first dp with this guy now he didn't know and he still doesn't know We kind of moved away from him and we haven't seen him. I haven't seen him or talked to him, but that's where the DP came in. I couldn't get enough. It was all that you
0: thought it would be and more.
1: Oh, and then some, Mm -hmm. it was absolutely fabulous. And so that's really where our journey started going a different direction. And then one day my husband and I were talking and he's like, Cause he had a couple play partners and one of his play partners started introducing some ass play with him. And now this is something that he had never expressed to me that he enjoyed.
0: I thought he had and, an oh, ass play with him. Like she was doing stuff with his ass. Exactly. Oh, okay. Uh huh. And I like looked at him
1: and I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, I'm thinking about getting a prostate massager and he's like, God, he goes, it just feels amazing. And then he goes on to tell me about how she's rimming in. And I'm like, my, I feel like my eyes are getting bigger as he's like telling me. And he's like, how do you feel about that? And I'm like, Hey, if it feels good, do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, but wait a minute. I kind of want to get involved in this. It's like, can't be doing this, this shit kind of shit behind on the side without me. I mean, I want to be involved. So we then started experimenting with anal with him. He goes, well, we got to get you a strap on. So then we went and we like looked at strap ons and started experimenting. And I found out that I really enjoy pegging. I would not classify myself as a dominant woman Uh in the bedroom. Not even a little at that time, nor would I really classify, classify myself as a submissive. Okay. But I found out pretty early on, once I started getting into pegging my husband, that there is a very dominant side to me and I really get off on it. It is for any women that are thinking about it. Absolutely. Try it. If your husband is open to it, go for it because There is something extremely arousing about a man who submits. I would have never thought it was something that got me off, ever.
0: Yeah, that is interesting because you're not really, like you said, a, a, a... A dom in the bedroom, but and that is kind of like a dominant thing to do to peg a guy. So I think a lot of people maybe Are like you where they think that they would never be into it and then they never give it a try But you're here to say that if you give it a try you might actually feel completely the opposite and really dig it I really love it.
1: I I really do. I mean and it's When my husband explains to me about the types of orgasms that happen a prostate orgasm is a completely different sensation yeah. than a regular orgasm. The first time I ever pegged him, he had both. Oh my God. How hot was that? It was like porn, like live porn. I'm like, Oh my God, my husband, I, I mean, I could have asked him for anything. <laughs> he, it, it, it was true. It was really super amazing. Now he's never had, two at the same time. Since I always try, I keep thinking, Oh my God, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. (laughs) But he never does. And he always cries uncle because I guess it gets really sensitive. Then now we're like, I remember after that first time I looked at him and I'm like, you're welcome. And I go, if you think that feels good, you ought to feel the real thing.
0: Oh, well, I didn't even point. know that you went there with the, your husband with this. I don't remember that in the email. I don't know. <laughs> go on. Yeah.
1: And he was, he, and my, oh God, my husband, he was so scared to tell me that he had been thinking of, about any sort of anal play. He was terrified. And you hear about this all the time. Yeah. Like in forums and stuff. I hear men going, oh my God, I would love to do that. But my wife is so vanilla. She would never go there. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll be the first one to admit he's like I was really scared. And he and, even he you, and even to you, and you're the
0: you're not a vanilla wife. And he was still scared. I mean, that's the stig. That's how powerful the stigma is. Like here, you are, pretty open minded. Exactly. When he still was afraid to tell you.
1: Oh, and and yeah, the taboo behind yeah. it. I mean, I, some of the most open minded people I know are extremely closed minded about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you can't. And I'm embarrassed to stay for the, for the swinging community.
0: Yeah. They're not accepting of it. That's what I've heard. It's not, they're not at all. Yeah.
1: Female, female all day long. Of course. Yeah. All day long. But any sort of male play, yeah, forget about it. I mean, even there are even men that do threesomes with men and other men and women. And they're just like, yeah, keep your cock away from me. Don't even rub it near me. I mean, they, they're, it's just a phobia. And it's, I don't know where that stems from, but it, it, it's real. And I mean, we have to keep it under wraps. It's not something that we can be open about. I know that there are some people that are, and they just don't give a shit. Yep. But that's not something that my husband feels comfortable.
0: Yeah, with. no, it's there still is a big stigma attached to it. Whereas for the women, <laughs> it's not there anymore. But we did grow up in a time where, I, when in my lifetime when we were younger, it was even a, a stigma for women, and then it just became like cool. And I think that'll have to happen for guys, and it will. And then all these guys will come out of the woodwork. I mean, just like all the girls did.
1: It seems to be a little bit more prevalent. Now than it was like, say, five, six years ago. Yeah. I'm starting to see more and more couples profiles where the where the male is saying that he is by by bi- curious. At uh-huh. least. Yeah. But that's not something that we do on the couples sites. Oh, now, interesting.
0: So now when when was, it, when was his first like hookup with a guy, though? When did that happen and how did it happen?
1: So when I when I mentioned, well, if you think that feels good, you ought to feel the real thing. Coming from a personal point of view, I absolutely loved it. I mean, I mean a real cock in your ass versus a, a dildo, a yeah, toy. Difference. yeah. Totally different. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Oh my God, totally different. So he I go, why don't you go on Grinder? Go see. Go see if you can find a guy that you'd be comfortable with. And he's like, okay, so I actually set up his account for him. And he's like, well, what do you think about this guy? And I'm like, listen. So my thought process was, is that go try it out by yourself and mm-hmm. see if you're comfortable with it. And if you are, then you can invite me. Because I kind of felt like it may be a phase. Okay. I Because the truth is, is my husband really isn't bi- Then that's going to sound weird to a lot of people. But he doesn't look at guys and go, wow, I I really want to do him. Okay. He's very much into into women. But when it comes to sex and that prostate orgasm, (laughs) he's all about it. So he's like, well, okay. So he found a guy and he would come over occasionally. They would have their fun. And I knew him. I would come home or be, I'd be out and I'd come home and they'd be in the hot tub. They had just finished up. And so he was super cute. He was younger and he had this really great personality. And one night I came home from shooting pool. They were in the hot tub and talking. And this guy was just like, he had a great personality. And the next thing, all three of us are upstairs. And that began a pretty lengthy relationship between all three of us as far as sex goes. Now, when I say relationship, I mean sexual. Yeah. Neither one of my neither my husband nor myself are polyamorous. Mm-hmm. We don't catch feelings. I mean other than like deep like.
0: Yeah, 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 um, like a friendship.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So then all three of us started having sexual relations together and it was fabulous. It was really great. But he was he was a top only. He wasn't verse. So what a top is Yeah. for anybody listening who doesn't understand the difference. Okay. A top only gives, he doesn't receive. So it was primarily me getting fucked by both of them. I mean, there was oral exchange between the two of them, but we're still, and that was like seven years ago, something like that. Seven, eight years ago, we're still on the hunt for a verse. Oh really style. Yeah it's hard to yeah, find it, they're really it's really hard to find mm-hmm. for us yeah for us we've had a hard time so we had a really good time I mean it was it was wonderful and we did that for quite a while I mean at that point I'd kind of stopped seeing the single guys he still had his play partners I think I maybe had like one or two that I saw off and on but I, I I was really enjoying the time with my husband and this other guy a yeah. lot.
0: So you really enjoyed the male male female threesomes. You guys never really had the female female threesomes, did you? And I had no. And I think there were a couple times early on when we
1: when we started swinging together as a couple. But you even like Even to... though in my earlier <laughs> days, yeah, I really enjoyed the time with my friend. Yeah. I've had enough female interaction to know that i am not bisexual yeah i'm more by situational Mm -hmm. okay if a situation comes up and there's some chemistry and some attraction i'll go there but it hasn't really come up all that much and my husband he would love to it's hard to find it really is i mean so his play partners
0: typically just want to play with him they don't want to play with you too and he doesn't ever really bring those play partners home his play partners exactly. are women, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he had hit the two play partners that he had for many years. Like I said, he's he once he finds one,
0: he just keeps two, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long Same as one. the
1: sex is good and they're available and the availability is there. He's good with that. And and he's pretty picky, too. I mean, we're both kind of picky. I don't feel like
0: I'm as picky as he is, but. So now where are you at now? You had that guy. Are you still hooking up with that guy that you met, that you're doing the threesomes with? or And I'm sure now, you had the DPs with him, right, too? Well, what happened was, is I went to, like, one night, I swear, literally, it was like
1: I went to bed one night, and the next day I woke up and my libido had tanked.
0: Oh, right. I, I, I remember I was this in, part of the story, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was in is it menopause?
1: Menopause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full blown. I mean, I tried everything. I tried creams. I tried pills. You went And on because hormones. of my health history, I had to stay away from hormones.
0: Oh, that's the worst. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had had major cancer surgery. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty certain that that's what threw me into it. The time that I was healing. I mean, I gained weight. Not a lot. But yeah. enough to make me feel like shit. If you've ever been through menopause, deep menopause, that... It's not only physical, but it's mental. Yeah. I went through huge depression. Mm-hmm. I hated the way I looked. It was a complete mindfuck. And it put a huge strain on marriage. Fortunately, we were swingers. So my husband had the green light to go and do whatever he needed to do. But he was grieving as well.
0: Of course. I mean,
1: seriously, I felt like someone had died. And it was me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have the sex drive that I had before. I mm-hmm. didn't like the way I look. I felt self-conscious naked. Ugh, it was it was horrible. And it went on for a good four years. My husband says it was longer, but...
0: Oh, so there's, it, a, there's a coming out of that to something else? I'm very excited to hear that. Yes.
1: COVID happened. Okay. When COVID happened, my hobby stopped. Nothing was open. So we were now spending way more time together. It was this great pause that happened. That's what I call it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a silver lining kind of person. Okay? Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. always looking for...
0: The positive thing the of something. The positive
1: yeah. in mm-hmm. everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can be very pessimistic, but, but looking back in hindsight, it was like one of the greatest things that ever happened to my marriage. Yeah. Because... I got to reconnect with my husband. We were going grocery shopping together. We were watching movies together. We were talking. And we invited some friends over one Saturday night because you couldn't go anywhere. The bars were closed. The restaurants totally, were yeah. at minimal capacity. We invited some friends over. And they were they're around our age, a little bit younger. And we got on the topic of menopause. And she says, Oh my God, she goes, I have I started this cream. And I'm like, what? And he, okay, and these are lifelong friends of my husband's. They played music together. And he's texting me. I'm like, send me the link, send me the link. So they sent me the link to these two different creams from two totally different companies. I started using them, Kathy. And within like three weeks, all of a sudden I started like thinking about sex again. I remember texting my husband at work going,
0: I just... What were these creams? Oh, let me see. I can't remember the name of them. Hang on. I have them. I still have some of them. I'm assuming you still use them because if you don't use it, I mean, did you just use it for a certain time and your libido came back and then you don't have to use them anymore?
1: I use them periodically, like certain times a month when I'm feeling a little bit off. Progest- progesterolife uh-huh. with the cream. And then what's this other one called? This other one, I don't have my glasses on. Estrionol? Uh-huh. But yeah, you just put a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah, it's it, it worked. It worked. I mean, and this was like the third creams I'd used. Yeah, because I, I thought pills. you said you tried,
0: tried everything. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like a lot of women are in your position and a lot of men listening have a wife that's in your position or the woman is listening and she's in your position. She's tried it all. So it's like interesting to hear from somebody word of mouth. That's like, hey, this is someone who tried it all. Couldn't do real hormones because of your history. But you're here to say that something over the counter actually did wind up working for you eventually. And it was these two creams. Uh Uh,
1: It's Estriol. Yeah. And it's made by BioLabs. Yeah. And that's the estrogen. It's a bioidentical, And then Smoky Mountain, Advanced Formula, Progesto Life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they worked. And it changed my life, like, within a very short period of time. And that was about two years ago. It wasn't like all of a sudden I'm having threesomes again and we're swinging <laughs> right. again. And, yeah. Okay. It, I mean, I hadn't really had, I mean, in the, in the four years, four and a half years that my husband and I were going through menopause because yes, he went through it.
0: Too. <laughs> yeah. True. And
1: it was, it was sad and it was hard. Mm-hmm. When I think about it now, I mean, I'm my husband at one point, I remember looking at me going, are you not attracted to me anymore? Is it, I mean, he really, he really thought it was about him. Interesting. He, he had no idea. He even mentioned that he thought I might be having an affair. It was the fur- furthest thing from my mind.
0: Yeah. I mean, come on. You were having real live affairs in front of his face the whole time. Why would you go have an affair? But I've heard that though, too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. But still, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: But when, when you go from like being the sexable machine that I was to absolutely nothing, I mean,
0: he's like, what in the all fuck? fairness,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that had to be looked at. But menopause is real.
0: I mean, it's a this is a common thing that happens and can really shake shit up.
1: And I started doing some research and reading about it and listening to other women. I remember I was in this forum. And some woman said, you might never get it back, and I'm like, Oh, you can. You,
0: uh, no, yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, you remind me a lot of myself. Like, I know I don't ever accept no for an answer, like, I at all. So, uh, yeah, to me, there's always a way, and I'll find it, and I never will believe that either. Which I think is a good way to be because 99% of the time, there is a way or an answer, or you can solve the problem, but you gotta keep trying and working.
1: Well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, there was a point. Where I thought maybe this is the way life's going to be. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And that was really sad. I mean, the level of depression that I went through. I mean, there were times when I could even hardly get out of bed. Yeah. It was. It was really bad. And so, good news is, I'm back.
0: You found um, yourself out of that. That's really important.
1: It, my husband and I are closer now than we ever have been. We've been together. Almost 22 years, and next week we're celebrating our 10-year wedding anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, we got married really late in life, both of us. We were 47 when we got married.
0: Yeah, but that's Any great. And neither of
1: us had been married before. It's really cool. Now, we found ourselves back on the sites. I'm like, let's try and dive in a little bit, and boy, has it changed.
0: What do you mean? In like
1: five years. I mean, last year when I like signed into our old accounts and started looking, I'm like going, wow. The influx of polyamorous people.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. It's yeah. It's huge. And
1: the ages.
0: Yeah. Are young. Are younger.
1: Really young. Yeah. And like I said, we're not polyamorous. Not even a little. Uh-huh. And I don't have anything against polyamorous folks, but it's just not something that, that we get into. And we're very careful because it can get a little tricky. So we've met a couple different couples haven't had a whole lot of luck. I think a lot of it has to do with how we swing. We used to do the clubs. We were members of two very prominent clubs in our area, mm-hmm. and it's great for a social aspect. But we're pretty, we're pretty, we're on the kinkier side, especially with my husband enjoying other men. And so that's kind of something that we need to keep under wraps with COVID and everything. Everything's changed. You, know, you got to show vaccination or tests. And it's just complicated. And we would just rather not go there, right. we just kind of keep our play at home or small house parties, that sort of thing. So we're back doing it. We're primarily looking for a couple that we could like both really enjoy. And we found one, but their schedule is pretty hectic. And as you get older, I think you start, it's not so much about, well, for me, it's not so much about quantity. It's about quality. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much swinging I got left in me. I'm pushing 60.
0: (laughs) Did you listen to Peaches? I had a a woman named Peaches. I think she was maybe 70. I don't know. But she had a a fucking orgy on her wedding night. Okay. And she was like in her 60s at the time. So.
1: Well, and if somebody would have told me that on my 49th birthday, I would be having a gang bang, I would have laughed at him. But yeah, my husband did that for me. Was that That after menopause
0: or before? That was before. Oh, okay. A gangbang on your 49th uh, birthday. Ay, ay, ay.
1: My 49th birthday. Oh, and he found all these men. Okay, he tried to get the guys that I had known together, but they were all busy. So he goes on, on, on Craigslist. Okay, yeah. Did I mention Craigslist before? Okay, Craigslist was awesome. Yeah. And he found six guys... And a couple of them had done it before together. And that's what he was really looking for. He wanted guys that had already done it because he didn't want any noobs, right? Mm -hmm. And he found six guys. I didn't know one of them. He got a hotel room. And, oh, my God, this is, like, the funniest story ever. We go to this hotel and... They give us our room key. They put us in a room that's like right next to the lobby, Kathy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What the? What are you going to
1: do there? I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm, we're right next to the lobby. He goes, well, I told him that we wanted something close to an exit because so people could take breaks and go have smoke breaks and whatever. So there's these guys coming out every like 45 minutes or so to take a break, go to the bar, have a drink. I would go outside, get some air. My hair was messier every time I went outside. Oh, my
0: God. I would have totally been like, I know what's going on in that room.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, and that's just like when I was coming out of the room, okay? Yeah. I'm pretty loud when I have sex. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know any woman who's even not loud during regular sex is going to be loud during a gangbang. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, my husband did that for me. He's really wonderful. And he is the most patient man around. I mean, I don't, I was really scared when I was going through menopause. I thought, God, is he going to leave? Right. Is he
0: going to
1: leave me? I I really thought that. I remember one time I looked at him and and he's like, I'm not going anywhere. And I was relieved, but I was still, it's scary.
0: Yeah, well, good thing he didn't because here you are back again. I'm going to wrap it up now, but here you are back again, maybe not as like hardcore as you were before, but nobody's as hardcore as they were before because of that reset we all got with COVID. I think everybody's life changed and everyone does things that they used to do before in a little bit different way, and maybe in a less than way, but that's okay because what's most important is that, like you said, you and your husband are closer than you've ever been. You've weathered through a lot of things together and you were able to come through a bad time and really go full circle. A lot of people are like that woman on that forum that's like, you'll never get it back. Some women don't ever get it back, but you, you did. And you guys are back at it. And I think that that's great. It's like a positive, yeah. hopeful story for other women and men who are married to women going through the same thing to hear because it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, to me, if there's one person that's like that, then I'm like, okay, if, it's, I could, if she could be that way, then I could be that way. I mean, that's the way I look at things. And I think people should. You should try everything you can to click back in if you've lost that because it is very depressing and it can ruin a relationship and cause all kinds of problems.
1: Yeah, a lot of infidelity behind menopause, women that lose their sex drive.
0: Yeah. And what is a guy supposed to do? How many times I've had the guy on that's like the other side. It's it's really interesting, I think, to hear your story, to hear the woman and what she's going through. A lot of times I'm hearing from the man that's like my wife hasn't fucked me in five or seven years and I've never cheated on before, but I am now. And I'm like, okay, what is that guy supposed to do? But what's going on with that woman? this it's interesting like here you are really talking about how devastating and how depressed you were and all the reasons why that woman stops having sex yeah and how you how right you felt guilt because you knew what you weren't bringing to the table anymore and absolutely.
1: Yeah. It, 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 uh, the guilt was like overwhelming. Yeah, which is the I last mean, thing
0: you need at that time to just be on top of everything else. But that really, all of that goes into play. And that's what women in their 50s and 60s are going through. And it's a difficult time for a woman, for sure.
1: Yeah, I remember one of the first podcasts I've listened to of yours, you were talking, and I can't remember which one, but you said, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yes. I'm like,
0: she is wrong. <laughs> you didn't use it and you lost it. You got it back. But you can't get it back. You do you find can, things. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. lose them all the time, but
1: you can find them.
0: <laughs> yes, for sure. And I think that that is very important. I I love this part or that part of your story, especially when, because sometimes I'm talking to somebody in the middle of their problem, and it's interesting to talk about that because other people could relate. But it's always great to hear somebody's full life story as well as like some a bad four-year period, but you really are already out. You're after that four-year period, and you're on the other side, and you could explain to people how you got there. And I love that angle. Because that's really hopeful and it gives other people hope. <laughs> I keep saying hopeful. Hope, you know, hope right. that it could be like them. Like you said, you, it's not that you, if you don't use it, you lose it forever. You might lose it for a little while, but you could get it back. That's the whole point. And that's what's really super helpful. Besides your hot stories, I can't believe... I have to wrap it up because we're at an hour. But I can't believe you like waited to the end to tell me about your gangbang at 49. I mean, like, come on. That well, You should have told yeah, me that a long time of, ago. I
1: know. I kind of... Well, it... Yeah, I it just kind of went
0: It's over. okay, you did so much, but, but I love that you covered the whole like big picture and I got that and it was super interesting. So thanks Sonny so much for calling in and sharing your story. It was like super Thanks for having me. I love your show and you have great pipes and Let your freak flag fly. Yeah, stay tuned. Your husband's going to be listening to this with you, right? He probably will, yeah. Okay, cool. And send me in pics if you can. I don't know if you want to send me in anonymous pics. Like, I always say nothing X-rated. I mean, I'll get off a call and I'll tell somebody, like, nothing X-rated. Like, I don't do, put up just something like but it could be sexy so like r-rated and then people send me like pics shots or like i mean tit shots or p- pictures of them blowing someone i'm like no that's not what i want to say just something <laughs> like sexy but rated r nothing like vulgar nothing like that i don't have only fans i have patreon but if you want to send in anonymous pics of yourself feel free okay. and i'll post them
1: i could probably do that
0: All right. So thanks so much. Well, it's been a
1: pleasure. Thanks so much. I'm glad we were able to finish up today. And it was a pleasure meeting you. I really, really really love your podcast. My husband and I listen to it all the time. We can rarely get through it in an hour because we're always pausing it and like talking about it. And it like brings up conversations and things. It's really good. It's good for couples.
0: Yeah, Um, I love that. That's what I love about... I hear those conversations on YouTube sometimes that's what I love about it because I love that stuff I love the conversations around it listen I'm having those conversations when I'm talking to the person that's why I do it because obviously I love to have conversations about these things but I love that my audience does it too and I. People do that over on YouTube a lot, and that's where I get to be in on the conversations, which I love. So make sure that after your episode, when I air it on YouTube, if I'm still there and didn't get deleted because they're so fucked up over there, make sure to go <laughs> over there and see the conversations that people are having about your episode. I will. All right.
1: Thank, <laughs> thanks again, thank Kathy. You take care, Sonny.
0: Bye. <laughs> bye, bye. Hey, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode.